0: Walton, and Chris, this segment is called What's Good, so of course I got to ask what's good with you. How are you doing? How's your mental health? I'm good. Uh, I'm a little tired. You can probably tell on my voice.
1: I've uh, had two shows in the last... Yeah, you're a busy
0: man. He's working you all. He's on tour.
1: Mm-hmm. But other than that, I'm feeling...
0: So that's good. So, you know, starting the new year, you're, you know, already beginning a new tour. Like, what was the planning like last year, like gearing up for the new year and just starting out like on tour? A lot of artists, that's really bold to start a new year off. You know, it's cold everywhere and you're doing a tour. So how was the planning?
1: Yeah, so the planning uh, was interesting. It's It was kind of based around um, my availability more so than anything. Uh, I just have a good chunk of time from uh, when the new year starts until about spring, right? I'm sort of just off. Um, so that's sort of where that came. Mm.
0: Now, how's your mental health? Now, start asking this question to a lot of artists. Because sometimes when you ask people, how are you, sometimes people are not always okay. So how are you mentally?
1: I think I'm okay. It, it is going to be a, a challenge being away from uh, my home for so long. Um, but I think I've good, good friends that are here with me, so.
0: Yes. Now, do you have children or family back home that's kind of like, okay, because you have a few stops. I think you're in Atlanta. I'm in Atlanta. You're in Atlanta this week, right?
1: Yep. Um, yeah. I have no uh, I have a girlfriend back home, but that's it.
0: Oh, now, is she going to come to some of the stops? Like, what is it? Like, how is it, like, dating? It ain't going on tour. Like, does she come to stops or you know she just lets you do your thing?
1: Uh, she mostly lets me do my thing because she's a school teacher. Uh, but for the that are local, yeah. she can
0: got it. Yes, unfortunately, yeah, she she's busy. Whenever the kids are one, she's there. Now, I listened to your new project and it is amazing so i want to really dive into that just a little bit before we keep going now now that it's complete you spent two months in nashville at a friend's house i've heard recording it what was the whole process of actually going through the naming the title of the songs and how does it feel for it to finally be out
1: yeah, so the process sort of started with me um, around quarantine. <clears throat> I mean, some of these songs are even older than that. Some of these songs I wrote when I was in college. Um, so I sort of have uh, uh, a problem sort of sleeping. Right? Sometimes when it comes to um, just like when I have an idea, I just can't fall asleep. Um, so I sort of end up waking up and writing about it. Uh, so a lot of these songs are just songs that like I was just couldn't fall asleep one night, so I uh, stayed up until late and finished writing a song.
0: Do you keep a notebook and pen by your bed? Or do you just like no, not- Yeah. Yeah, I figured that. Most creatives, Um, I know I'm one of those people where if I get an idea, um, I'm not going to sleep until I write it down. So what I'll do is, like, if my phone is dead, I can't get to my phone, I'll keep a notepad or a pen. I know a lot of artists. seem like at night you make your best work at night. Do you feel that oh. way?
1: I do. I think there's something about the hours between like 10 and 2 where like we're the most creative.
0: And that probably explains why a lot of artists like prefer to go to the studio like that late at night. Do you think that's it?
1: I think so. Yeah, I think so.
0: No distractions. Now, how did you even come up with the title?
1: Uh, Title of the record?
0: Yes. No, the title of your um, album that just came out.
1: Yeah, so the the title is Ruminating Thoughts, and um, these are the thoughts that sort of ruminate in my head when I can't fall asleep.
0: Oh, that's where it comes from. Okay, wow, that puts more meaning into a lot of these songs, especially when you're up at night, you really can get lost into your own mind. Now, take me back to your start in music. This is my favorite question, because I always want to know, like, did you fall in love with music or did it fall in love with you?
1: Mm. I definitely fell in love with music. Um, I started playing piano when I was six. I guess I started taking lessons when I was six. Um, And I actually, my earliest memories are just me at my grandmother's piano, just plunking around on keys. Um, So, yeah, it was I think it was just something that was always meant to be for me. Um, I continued taking various different instruments um, until I got to Berkeley.
0: I love that. Now, I was actually curious if you play other instruments, because I know you play the guitar and, you know, most artists, once they touch one instrument, they go on to another. So also, this is a question that I didn't have planned. Um, How important do you think it is for you being an artist that instruments are actually used when it comes to music? Because when I heard your music, are you the one playing all the instruments? Because you're a producer, right, also? Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, so I'm not the one playing all the instruments, but I, I do play guitar, uh, piano, and I sing. Um, and even on some of the tracks, I'm not playing some of the key lines. Um, but I don't, for my music, it's it's very personal to me that I, I like to have a hands-on approach when it comes to recording my songs. But I don't think it's necessary for our, all artists. Um, I think the best thing that you can do is if you don't know how to play a line that you have in your head is to Hire someone who does know how to do it, you know.
0: Mm, okay, very, very good advice. Now, when I listen to your music, I get a really R and B, soul, jazz, and some funk in there, um and also mix of pop. I'm curious to know which artists did you grow up listening to that kind of inspired your sound and who you are today as an artist.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> I think actually it's kind of interesting because I didn't listen to a lot of music coming up uh, when I was a kid. I mean, there are always art. There's always music on in my household. But as far as like yeah. my tastes, I listened to a lot of the stuff that I was playing, which was classical at the time. Um, but stuff that was playing when I was a kid was like um, a lot of Lauryn Hill. Um, my mm-hmm. dad was who uh, was really into like old blues guys like Muddy Waters um, and Pink Floyd. Well, a little bit more hard rock. Um, so, yeah, a lot lots of like. Lots of, like, 90s Neo Soul was playing through my house and with a mixture of, like, classic blues records.
0: Oh, I love that. So pretty much, you know, like you said, you were a young one when you started um, playing the piano at the age of six. So your parents' music ended up influencing the music that you like today. Has it changed much? Because, like, for me, like, I really like pop music, but nobody in my family was really vibing to that in the 90s. Are you born in the 90s?
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, you know, I feel like we had a really broad range of music and I really feel like R&B back then, it was a type of R&B that really truly had meaning to So I think your parents had a great, great playlist and it definitely um, rubbed off on you well. Now... This is a question that um, I'm curious to know what you're going to say when it comes to your inspiration with your lyrics. You are very personal when it comes to your music. Is it all relatable to you or do you pull it from your imagination? Like when you're writing and you're creating music, like where are you grabbing these information from?
1: Yeah, so a lot of the stuff on this record um, is actually very personal to me. Uh, if I didn't live it, then someone else told me about it. Um, so I mm-hmm. live it. Right. But no. I, Try to make certain that uh, people can relate these these songs to inst- instances and situations that they've experienced. Um, that's always been my goal as a lyricist.
0: Mm, now, how is it when people listen to your your music? Um, I feel like there's some songs that always can take you back to a particular place and time, and even remind you of a particular person. You know, ex, current, doesn't matter. People, what your situation is. So, have you experience any fans that love your music and they have a particular song or shared any stories with you on how your particular song touched them
1: yeah actually i have um maybe one of my bigger fans uh they got married to a song off of or they they did their first dance to a song off of my first ep um called when you
0: need oh that is beautiful like wow Oh. No, let me tell you something. That's how you know you're legendary when people are playing your <laughs> when people are playing your music at their wedding. Cause look at Brian McKnight. Like Brian McKnight is always gonna be well. John Le- John Legend's gonna always be well. Even Sam Smith. Like those particular songs are the type of songs where even if you want to chill and take a break from music and have children and chill, those music would carry you on. And I really wish more artists is really. Focus on making those timeless, timeless records. That's the word I'm looking for. Timeless records. Now, speaking of timeless records, going to the studio, attention of making a hit or are you just focusing on what you're feeling and putting it out there. Because, you know, we are in the time of trends. So what's your method and what advice would you get any, any up-and-coming artists who are in this and they don't know if they should make music for their heart, what they feel,
1: or make trendy TikTok music. That's very. very. I think that you should, I think a modern artist nowadays needs to find a balance between both, right? Um, As far as commercial viability is concerned. Now, if you're not interested in being commercially viable and you're interested in being uh, maybe a little bit more niche and really focusing on um, what makes you special, I would say just follow your heart and make the songs that you like, because there are enough people out there to probably make it so that you can have a comfortable living.
0: Yes. Like there are so many people in this. Don't even think just United States. Just think of the entire world. Right. There are so many people that can listen to your music and discover your music. And these days we have the Internet where, you know, somebody in Japan can discover your music and really love it. So I think that's the great part about it. And I think that's great advice that you gave out as well. Now, we're going to go back to the project that just released on January 20th. Now, on the song Halfway Lovers, I love, do you understand, I love, love that song. I listen to all of you all's music, but it's only a few of you all where I really go back to particular songs that I really love. Now, it talks about not wanting to be half loved by someone, okay, and wanting to know where you stand. As a male artist, your music is about love, emotions, heartbeat <coughs> your storytelling and you're being vulnerable about it now how important is it for you as an artist to stay true to being vulnerable in your music which is not really common these days for me to be vulnerable and say I'm heartbroken I miss you hmm.
1: I think it's very important for me um because you know I, I wish I, I always idolize the people that do that sort of thing like you know I love Stevie Wonder he's talking he talks about heartbreak and and loss. I love Marvin Gaye, and he he talks about yeah. heartbreak. Um, yeah, I don't think there's a. As men, we we typically get boxed into this macho sort of uh, stereotype, and I don't think it needs to be. I agree.
0: Men feel men have emotions, and um, as much music that I love, I always tell male artists, you know. Women are really the ones that really truly support you. Like they would come out to your show, they would drag their husband out to your show. Like those are the they really appreciate men who are vulnerable and brave enough to be in touch with their vulnerable side. So I really appreciate that about you as an artist. Now we're gonna take a little moment. This is a little thing that I do in the middle of the interview just to get to know you better. I'm gonna ask you either or and you just finish it, okay? Okay. Now, the first one is coffee or tea? Coffee. Mm, I I thought you was going to say both. (laughs) And next, rain or snow? Rain. Really? You're from Boston, right? I I can tell you you're probably tired of snow, right?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And you even have named a song based off of rain. So even let me just stop for a second. Like, do you use when the times when it's raining to actually write music? And do you feel comfortable in that setting when it's raining? Best.
1: I actually do. Yeah, I also love to sleep in the rain too.
0: Yeah, yeah we all do. <laughs> yes. Hmm. Next, freestyle or pen? Pen. Mm, okay, I figured that because you're a writer. Stay in or go out? stay in okay and favorite place to write uh alone Mm, okay first person you call with good news
1: Mm. that's a hard one
0: uh you can pick um you can pick three
1: (laughs) i so i need to call my girlfriend of course i need to call my mom and i need to call my man.
0: Mm, okay. Now, last, last, well, one, no, one place you wish you could visit on tour in the future. We're going to manifest that, so it can come true. Mm,
1: I'm trying to go to London, uh, UK, out to the UK.
0: Yes, they're really big on these festivals, and I really feel like they truly appreciate festivals and independent artists. I definitely see that for you in the future. Now, we talked about your support system. Um, uh, you named three people that you would call good news. How has it been? You just put out an album. You're going on tour. like How has the support been from your family and friends? Because sometimes people don't always get the support until they actually make it. How is it on your end?
1: It's actually been really great. Um. Yeah. Lots of, lots of shout outs from my family. We have a group chat going on and It's I, I got oh. quite a few connections. Um, lots of Facebook reshares and all that. So I'm very happy.
0: Yeah. That's amazing. So being on tour, you're an independent artist. Are you signed? Yeah. Independent. Oh, so being an independent artist, planning your own tour. Now, what are the do's and don'ts that you have learned that, you could share and give wisdom to other artists who maybe want to plan a tour they just don't know how to start and they may not have the money for it.
1: Mm. Yes. so what I would say is uh, number one uh, find someone that I have a I have a manager. I am independent, but I have a manager that helps me with like, a lot of stuff. Um, So if you're struggling in a certain area, as creatives, a lot of times we are very good at being creative, but not so great at the other stuff. So find someone who's really good at the other stuff um, to help.
0: (laughs) Yes. I don't know why why that is. So did you have that issue? Because even as a creative myself, when it's time to talk about business, I'm like, Uh, it's it's too much for me it's it's too much did you have that issue and is your manager somebody that you already knew or somebody that you seeked out because you know Chris there is a another side to this industry and a lot of people you know get done over a lot (laughs) you know people take your money they do all types of promises so how did you come across finding your manager
1: so for me I um I did. I was looking for a manager for a while and I met so many people that were just so shady and they would just vibe you so hard, you know, like you tell them like who you're interested in as like artists that you like and they're like, those people aren't even relevant um, or like, yeah, just, just not great people. Um, so I actually stopped looking and I found that when I stopped looking and just was focused on, you know, playing my best, um, you know, my manager that I'm with right now. She found me after a show. She had a friend of a friend introduce us, and um, ever since then we've just been working together. Um, so I would mm-hmm. say stop looking and and try to if someone walks into your life that is interested in your craft and helping you grow as an artist, that's the person that should be helping you do that.
0: Great, great, great advice. I think yeah, that's that's that is perfect. That's even some advice that I'll probably even take for myself. Just do you and the right people that truly support you and believe in you, they'll come to you naturally. And I feel like those relationships tend to bloom. Now, what's three things about Chris, okay? I'm talking to the third person, that you want someone to know about you. Now, let's say someone listens to your song and they're like, wow, I really love his music, but I don't know much about him. What's three things you want to leave them with?
1: Mm. Um, I love putting on a good live show. Uh, so if you hear my song and you're like, this sounds great, come see me live. Um, it'll even sound better. I guess another thing about me is I write my own songs. Um, I think that's, it's not like a knock to anyone who doesn't write their own songs.
0: Very important. I, I'll, I'll say it. It's very important. <laughs> I enjoy the- if you like to, to write your own music and also get help. But I feel like you should at least know how to write a song. You get what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, I yeah. feel you Mm for
0: sure.
1: I really enjoy the process of writing. uh, So that's one, that's another thing. And the other thing is I like being a guitar player or an instrumentalist on other people's stuff. I mean, even a co-writer, that's one of my favorite things to do is to write with, write for other people, uh, projects. So. Oh,
0: wow. That's an interesting fact. Wow. Mm -hmm. So have you written for other artists in the past? I have, yep. So, this is a good question for me, right? Because I have an artist that was on this show, and he's um songwriter as well, and he ended up writing on Beyonce's album that just came out. How do you know when to save your good stuff for you and when to pass it along as an artist?
1: Mm. So the kind of the kind of rights that i like to do are um in the room with the artists right so i like to come up with whatever it is in the room with the artist and maybe another songwriter maybe a, a couple of instrumentalists um so my good stuff i say for me always but i'm, I'm also open to sound <laughs> for other people as well
0: smart guy now, we are towards the end of the interview and we're at the beginning of the year. So let's go ahead and just manifest, you know, what do you have planned for this year and what do you want to have planned? We're going to go ahead and put it in the universe so people can expect it from you.
1: Yes. Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm going to be going. I'm currently on tour. I'll be finishing up uh, in the home in my home in Boston. At brighton music hall i'm going to manifest that we're going to sell out those those all those tickets and it's going to be the greatest show um, that Brighton has ever seen
0: yes i'm looking forward to my um, i'm gonna keep in touch keep in touch with everybody on this show and i want to say thank you so much chris for being on the show with me and your project is is really really beautiful it you know, a lot of when it comes to RB, I've kind of taken a step back from RB because a, a lot of music hasn't really touched me. I still listen to Frank Ocean's old mixtape. I would never, <laughs> I would never let True. those things go. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about, the one with the orange car, but there was a the one with the black car. See, people don't mm. know about the one with the black car. That one really got me through some tough times. And I really appreciate your music and your talent. And thank you so much for being on the show.